This is Dr. David Shine, and welcome to Business Law 101. Um, in addition, you must have the mental capacity to form criminal intent. Um, we have a couple exclusions there. One is minors. If you have a little kid, seven years or less, they cannot think through committing a crime. So if a sad thing happens and a little seven-year-old is on the playground and hurts another seven-year-old, very likely there will be no legal consequences because the seven the little seven-year-olds couldn't form the intent to hurt that would be pros prosecuted because of lack of capacity. The parallel side to capacity is the exact other end. So at one end, you got little kids. The other end, you have very elderly people or people who are mentally ill. And uh, many of you are familiar with uh, uh, cases called diminished capacity. The person has not is, is functional, but they are not able to uh, anticipate everything that might result from their actions. So I have a six-year-old um, daughter, and sometimes we go to the playground, and she loves to go, well, you know, prior to COVID, she used to go and, and just you know, play with other children there. And I did wonder about, well, what would happen if she would um, you know, accidentally hurt another um, and so taking that example to the extreme, if, if there was an accident where the, where the other child was seriously injured, yes, there was no criminal intent on, 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 from my daughter's side, but would there be any repercussions to the parents? Okay, um, excellent question. And it's gonna depend on state law. In most states, a six-year-old, even if their parents are present, cannot be held criminally liable now, the parents might sue the other parents and say, you were standing right there. You were negligent in supervising your children. And by the way, the next two chapters, we're going to talk about negligence, chapters eight and nine. But I think that's just a hard luck situation. Children do hurt each other with some regularity. And in most cases, the parents are not responsible unless they have created a set of circumstances. We're, let's change the scenario just a little bit. You bring your six-year-old daughter out to the playground and you give her a gun. And like any six-year-old, she's gonna play with the gun and she, it discharges and she kills another kid on the playground. Because you interfered in the process by handing a, a, a potentially fatal weapon, uh, a lethal weapon, to a child, then you have put yourself in the range of responsibility, even if the child pulled the trigger. So that changes the scenario, but the prosecution would still most likely be of you. Now, one of the things that we see in our society today is increased prosecution of teenagers. So six-year-old, you're pretty safe. Let's, let's double that, 12 or 13 years old, the, the criminal justice system starts looking at that child and saying, is this child responsible? And sometimes the criminal justice system will prosecute, uh, especially a kid that's a big athlete, a, you know, a high school football player or something. They may hold them because of their physical development and so forth to a higher standard. So that's one of the things we wanna watch out for is make sure that we, uh, unfortunately, we need to do more supervision of the teenagers and of the little ones, 
and uh, to try and keep them out of trouble, and they can be prosecuted. One exception, a teenager can under 18 cannot be subjected to the death penalty in the United States. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided under the Eighth Amendment that that would be cruel and unusual punishment. So even though you can try a teenager as an adult, you cannot subject that 18-year-old, that younger than 18, to the criminal, to the death penalty. So uh, is that helpful to you? Yes, yes. Okay. And, and speaking about uh, um, death penalty and 18-year-olds, um, after I, I graduated from college, I worked for the Consulate General of Mexico in the Department of Legal Affairs. And one of my responsibilities was to attend uh, federal prisons and speak to our connationals. And um, of course, I had to go into you know, um, high security prisons and death penalty, people there in a death penalty role. Um, but I, I bumped into a case where uh, this he was actually a child. He was convicted um, uh, at 17 years. He was now 18, but he was put in solitary confinement. Now, one would argue that solitary confinement for an 18-year-old, it's, uh, it, it kills their soul, their, their spirit. How are they going to come back to society after leaving you know, in, in those conditions? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yes, I understand, although the flip side of that is especially if you have very young people in the adult criminal justice system, you use your example, an 18-year-old, uh, maybe six foot two and 300 pounds and plays, uh, you know, front line in football, but still compared to the base of criminals in the hardcore criminal justice system, uh, that is uh, someone who's very likely to be victimized. So sometimes the uh, solitary confinement is designed to protect the child uh, in these unfortunate circumstances where they're being prosecuted for a serious crime as an adult, but to keep them from being further victimized or turned into hardened criminals. And of course, uh, unfortunately, one of the things we encounter in the U.S. legal system is a cliche, is not a cliche, but a term called recidivism. Recidivism is the fact that someone who's prosecuted for crime, found guilty, does their time, comes back into society, commits another crime, goes back to prison. And unfortunately, um, the most common reason for this is our criminal justice system does not rehabilitate people who are in prison. In fact, people say a lot of times the problem with prison is it allows the younger prisoners to school with the older prisoners and become harder core criminals. So the, there's a feeling that we need to be, and I support this, uh, to, to be more aggressive about our prison, our prison system, to be more focused on true rehabilitation and less on just incarceration. So, but that's a, a couple perspectives on that.